preface of the life and times of kateri tekakwitha the lily of the mohawks this is the librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by carol pelster the life and times of kateri tekakwitha the lily of the mohawks by ellen walworth preface the life and surroundings of the lily of the mohawks as an undeveloped theme in literature was first suggested to me by my uncle the rev clarence a walworth my interest and enthusiasm were at once aroused the thought of a mere indian girl reared in the forest among barbarians yet winning for herself such titles as the lily of the mohawks and the genevieve of new france recurred to my mind again and again until it led me to a fixed determination to explore so tempting a field of romance and archaeology the fact that it lay amongst the hills and valleys of my native state and was little known except to solitary scholars and laborious historians incited me still more to the task i became ambitious to gather from the records of two centuries ago every detail relating in any way to my indian heroine while engaged in this work unexpected opportunities opened to gather exact information about her and more especially concerning the localities connected with her early childhood and her conversion and baptism in the mohawk valley if this book embodying the result of my researches should fail to interest the reader it will not be for any lack of enthusiasm on my part or of kind encouragement and competent assistance from others when beginning the work my first call for advice was upon dr john gilmary shea so well versed in indian annals as also in the general history of this country i found him full of interest in my subject guided by the information received from him and also by the directions of the rev r s dewey s j who has long been familiar with the missionary and indian traditions of the mohawk valley i went to montreal and secured from the courteous kindness of father turgeon s j rector of the jesuit college there the use of all the manuscripts i desired the sisters of the hotel du furnished me with a room in their hospital to which the good rector allowed me to transport the entire carton o this contained all the unprinted materials relating to my subject that belonged to the college library there at the hotel du delightfully located with the sisters of an order whose history is closely bound up with that of montreal i copied at my leisure the manuscripts most valuable to me in montreal also my good fortune gave me interviews with m couac the distinguished philologist of saint sulpice whose indian dictionaries and grammars i had already seen in my uncle's library much i owe besides to sir saint henrietta librarian and keeper of the archives at the villa maria it was on the boat which shoots the lachine rapids that i met mr hale of philadelphia the learned author of the iroquois book of rights and enjoyed a long conversation with him on matters of deep interest to us both and to my work my first visit to the iroquois village at Kahnawaga, p q occurred at this time here my uncle and i found hospitable entertainment for several days at the presbytery of the church presided over by the rev pere bertin o m i 
besides the valuable information acquired from the library of books and manuscripts in his possession i gathered much from the acquaintance then established with the iroquois of the sioux and in particular with their grand chief joseph williams la prairie was only nine miles distant with its scholarly curé pere burgot and his valuable collection of ancient maps and about halfway between conawaga and la prairie lay the grave of tecacwitha with its tall cross looking over the rapids of the st lawrence an author with a theme like mine in such localities and with such guides was indeed in an enchanted land in albany i received valuable assistance and advice from mr holmes and mr howell of the state library also from mr melius of the city clerk's office and others i have reserved for a most especial and grateful acknowledgment the name of general john s clark of auburn new york my work is indebted to him for a treasure of information which he alone could give in the knowledge of iroquois localities in new york state particularly those of two centuries ago and the trails over which missionaries from canada travelled so painfully to villages where they labored so hard and yet successfully he is the undoubted pioneer almost all we know in this branch of archaeology is owing to him it was my privilege in company with my uncle and with general clark for pilot to spend a memorable week in search of indian localities along the mohawk from the mouth of Schoharie creek to the farthest castle of the wolf clan opposite fort plain we visited and verified under the general's direction no less than eleven sites in this one week an account of the most important of these sites can be found in the contributions of general clark as explanatory footnotes to early chapters of mohawk history this work consists of translations into english of selected letters from the relations jesuites for these translations we are indebted to the lamented dr hawley late pastor of the first presbyterian church in auburn guided by the wise advice of general clark i was able afterwards to make other independent journeys and familiarize myself with indian trails passing near my native town above all those followed by tecacwitha in her escape to the sioux i owe to general clark's kindness the valuable map of mohawk castle sites to be found in this book and drawn expressly for it by his hand lastly i recall with pleasure a conversation with the rev felix martin s j a well-known authority in canadian and indian archaeology to this venerable author the editor of the famous jesuit relations the biographer of isaac jogues of chamonot and of tecacwitha i owe a large debt of gratitude his biography of her entitled une vierge iroquois is still in manuscript never having been published he was the first to gather and keep together all the manuscripts extant giving contemporary accounts of the iroquois maiden he laid a foundation of accumulated facts for others to build upon i sought him out in paris in eighteen eighty five and found him with some difficulty the hiding-place of this learned old man was in an obscure corner of the city the schools of his order all broken up separated from his companions his books and his manuscripts and from his old beloved home in the new france 
which he would never see again how his eyes glistened when i came to him from the western world a child of the hudson and mohawk to speak to him of tekakwitha bringing him even the latest news of archaeological discoveries in those valleys his face beamed with delight at every new detail it pleased him much to know that dr shea was at that very time translating into english his martin's french life of jogues and to learn that i was writing and hoped soon to have published a full account of kateri tekakwitha for my own countrymen of the united states he gave his blessing to me and to my work a blessing which i prize most highly his hearty approval is especially gratifying since i have had occasion to use much of the material he had gathered for publication in french under his own name alas scarcely had i recrossed the atlantic when the news of his death reached me in conclusion let me say i am conscious of many defects in this work others may yet be found better able than i to do justice to my theme but not any one i think who will come to the task more anxious to make known to all the whole truth of history concerning the rare and beautiful character of this lily of our forest albany new york january second eighteen ninety one end of preface